Hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. And in today's episode, we are going to interview Wayne Pullum. Wayne Pullum is a powerlifter legend, powerlifting legend, and he started powerlifting in the 1970s and competed, set some world records, um, actually competed as a master, came back. But his, uh, one of his greatest accomplishments, and he'll tell you this, is not only setting world records as a lifter, but resurrecting and being the main promoter and CEO of the World Powerlifting Organization, the, the strongest powerlifting organization there is. Their semifinals and superfinals um, have uh, taken the powerlifting world by storm, where you regularly have in the men's, you know, at least 20, 30 attempts over 1,000 pounds. So it is the, the top of the top of all powerlifting organizations for men and women, especially Multiply, and has been on ESPN. There's a return to powerlifting to mainstream TV. So without further ado, let's start the interview. Well, I want to welcome Wayne Pullum to the podcast. He is the CEO of the WPO. That's a lot of uh, initials and acronyms, but he is the head of the World Powerlifting Organization. It is a pro powerlifting organization, and uh, for several years, it was uh, kind of quiet, defunct, if you will, and Wayne has pulled it back. Wayne is a competitive powerlifter from the 90s, I believe, and even into your master's. And um, we want to welcome to the show. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, always enjoy talking to you. Or should I refer to you as Dr. Fred? Oh, Fred is fine. Fred is fine. Fred is fine. I, <laughs> I only make my kids call me Dr. Fred. <laughs> so, right, Wayne, okay. for the listeners, yeah. why don't you give a little bit of your bio and powerlifting? Did you do... Um, sports and athletics in high school. Give them a little, I want to cover the lifter uh, Wayne a little bit. The lifter Wayne. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, actually it goes back sometime. Um, I actually started back in the seventies. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Seventies. Um, yeah, I'm 61 years old now. So uh, my, I, my first meet was 1981. When was your first meet? It was back in, I think it was around like 77. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting adventure and uh, um, didn't go that well. Um, <laughs> I also, <laughs> I also uh, got involved in uh, bodybuilding. Okay. Um, honestly, did pretty well at that. Yeah. Um, yeah I've, uh, I went teenage Mr. Jacksonville, wow. Mr. Florida. Sunshine State. Um, put it this way, it goes so far back when I competed in the Mr. Florida way back in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, Frank Zane was the guest poser. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I like Frank Zane. Now, could you imagine putting Frank Zane next to Big Rammy, uh, 
the uh, the gentleman who won last night at the Olympia. Can you imagine those two together? Two ninety oh, and maybe one ninety. Did you? Did Frank ever weigh one ninety? Um, Frank actually, I think that's about the heaviest uh, uh, Frank ever got. Wow. Um, and uh, um, he only did I think once. Uh, I talked okay. to him a little bit, and um, he's uh, he said he, he he felt that it sort of took away from his symmetry a little bit. Yep. Okay. And so, but they, you know, a lot of the other pros sort of like aged him to, you know, you need to get bigger, you need to get bigger. Yeah. So he did and just, just didn't care for it. So he went back to his very symmetrical self. Yeah. It's amazing. I like that classic bodybuilding division because it, it harkens back to the seventies, the days of golden era of bodybuilding where symmetry really mattered, <laughs> you know? You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it's sort of just a freak show, which is okay. Okay, uh, that's okay. So you did very well in bodybuilding. You were powerlifting. What made you transition eventually into running shows? Did you run a state meet, a national meet? You know, how did you, you know, end up being the promoter and CEO of the biggest powerlifting <laughs> show in the land? Well, um, Actually, goes back a pretty good ways. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I um, I actually first started out in um, in powerlifting. I trained here with a couple of military guys. I can okay. forget how I ran across them, and um, so they had done a little bit of powerlifting. Um, I think maybe just some like military meets on the base or something. Okay. And uh, but they had some knowledge of what was going on. Okay. And uh, so I trained with them and they said, Hey, look, you know, you're a pretty strong kid. Why don't you, uh, there's a, there's a powerlifting meet in um, Tallahassee. Why don't you head over there and uh, see what you can do and it'll give you some experience. Okay. So I said, um, okay. Um, didn't know what the hell I was getting into. <laughs> I said, you know, I was, a, I was pretty cocky. So I said, you know, I'm going to go down there and I'll, uh, you know, I'll show them what I got. <clears throat> so I head over there, get to Tallahassee, and I'm just scared as hell to, you know, not know where I'm going, get lost, show up at the meet after it gets started. And there was no such thing as GPS or anything like that. You had a freaking map. You know, you <laughs> folded out a map. That's all you had. The triple A map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. You got the map from the gas station, and that's all you had. And uh, so <clears throat> I head over. So I'm like, scared to death about you know not making it there in time and stuff so i leave late in the evening i think i arrived god i think it was like freaking close to midnight 11 12 o'clock at night and <clears throat> not enough money for a hotel okay. so i was driving a little Datsun 510 and uh <laughs> was it manual was, <laughs> no it was actually automatic oh, it was okay. actually automatic yeah yeah and um so I parked on the side of the road. I sleep in the car. Luckily, I had reclining seats. I slept in the car in one position the entire night. Got up, got up about daybreak, pulled over into the parking lot, went inside, signed up, weighed in, started warming up. And I think it was like maybe one of the expediters or something says, um, so, hey, um, you ready to go? I was like, yeah. And he said, so where's your, where's your single at? Where's your wraps at? Where's, I was like, oh, 
I don't, what, the singlet? What? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I got my gym shorts and my t-shirt. That's what I wear in school. I'm set. I'm good. He said, no, no, you need a singlet, dude. And I was like, so there was a, uh, a, a, a lifter there who's really kind. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he offered some assistance and he says, dude, look here, this will get you through. It's not going to fit. Here's a singlet. Here's some wraps. You know, let me help you out. Um, I was like 132 at the oh, time. Oh, wow. He was in a 242-pound class. Oh, that must uh, – do you have pictures of that? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so needless to say, it was not form-fitting. <laughs> and uh, so <clears throat> I go through the meet, uh, don't place, come home, okay. disappointed. And uh, so a number of years passed. Um he did some more bodybuilding stuff and then ran across some guys, another group that actually knew what they were doing, um, had some really good advice, had done a number of meets. And um, I got a hold of some gear uh, from Ricky Crane. Okay. And uh, yeah, and uh, very good form fitting gear, especially for right off the shelf. Um, you know, got into that and, uh, you know, felt pretty confident and uh, um you know my next meet was in i, I went to the uh, uspf in um Adel, georgia and uh you competed with the uh, apf i'm, I'm sorry the uh, uspf for a number of years became but that's all there stuff. was back then yeah that's basically all there was yeah. and a matter of fact just for shits and giggles, you could probably go to the USPF website. And I think I'm still listed as a state referee. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I got to know them really well, wanted to help out, um, took my judging test for them and stuff. I did a, a, a number of meets judging them. And honestly, the competition was... I was winning most of my competitions and um, I wanted, you know, I wanted some, you know, somebody to really challenge me. And uh, so I was looking at the APF and uh, Kieran Kidder had gotten involved. You know, he'd moved down to Florida. He'd gotten involved and started put on APF meets, Um, got to know him. We both live in Florida. And uh, um, so I started judging for him and in a, very short amount of time i was probably head judging for the majority of the florida meets oh wow okay yeah yeah and um there uh within that time frame maybe you know a couple years later uh kieran had developed the wpo Mm -hmm. and uh um i wasn't involved the very first year that was in 2001 Mm -hmm. and uh so but after that is when he pulled me in and added me to the to the list of judges and um i did i was involved in multiple levels from 2002 to 2007 and uh um that's sort of how i i I sort of integrated into the into the apf wpc uh, WPO thing, and, and along the, those, uh, you know, during that time, um, I went from a APF 
um, judge to WPC, um, uh, became the um, technical officer okay. for CSO. I'm the technical officer for the APF WPC. That allowed me to, to, to travel to multiple countries and, uh, and help them out. And then shortly after that, vice president of the APF. And um, um, so that's my climb into the sort of position where I'm at now. Okay. So what made you decide to resurrect the WPO? For the listeners out there, the WPO is the highest um, meet for a multiply that's several level layers of equipment and has mm-hmm. the highest totals highest lifts in the land strongest men and women in the land um, do this meet it was on ESPN and what made you um, decide I'm going to start this meet because it was eventually it was it was really dead there for a while wasn't it uh, yeah um, okay. like I said he he ran it through uh, from 2001 to 2007 um and it was very successful yeah um oh, yeah. You know, we, we started out they gave us you know one decent sized section there at the um at the uh, owner classic mm-hmm. we filled that up the <laughs> next year they, they expanded that out and the next year they expanded that out at the height of it um i think at any peak point we were seating 5,000 people in the audience. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 5,000 yeah. in attendance. And that doesn't include people passing by or sticking their head in or doing anything like that. That's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't let anyone else in the door. Wow. People were lined out outside the door wow. with 5,000 people in the audience. Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Powerlifting had never gotten that kind of attention. Yes. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it, it really was a spectacle. You know, um, it was, it was, it was, it was something to see. Um, did an amazing job. Uh, some things happened uh, that uh, the powers to be at the Arnold were fond of. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, with Kieran. And so, they pulled the WPO um, out of the Arnold Classic. Okay. And uh, so, and for, honestly, for, for, you know, many years, um, I know a lot of people had, had, you know, reached out to me or, or, you know, may see me at a meet and, you know, repeatedly asked me, you know, do you, do you think it's ever going to come back? You know, what's the chances? Um, Can you talk to Kieran? Uh, you know, do you know who somebody who would do this? Would you do this? And I said, no, <laughs> uh, I'm not doing this. Yeah, <laughs> this is way, this is, you know, and, and so it just went on and on and on. And so, uh, so let me interrupt you a minute, Wayne. So for the listeners running a meet, I've run several meets, um, state level, national level. I've run two bodybuilding shows back in the nineties, um, 2000. And the amount of people you have to around you, the coordination, it's sometimes a six month to one year job. And if you, you calculate the amount of hours you put into it, you know, sure. you make more money at McDonald's, you know, and oh, sometimes, 
you all you hear is the complaints you know we started we didn't start on time we didn't like the warm-up room um we couldn't see the lights the music was bad so i it it sometimes is a thanks thankless job and so i can understand why you're saying there's no way i want to do this yeah oh yeah it was just you know because i've I've dealt with all that if 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 you run of me and i've run a number of them and the ones i haven't personally ran myself i was heavily involved in running countless events if you have an event and you've got as little as one or two people that complain about something that's great mark that mark that day on your calendar (laughs) that's a win that's a win yeah yeah i will take that any day of the week yeah yeah but uh yeah it's it's people see things on the surface Mm -hmm. they don't see everything that that transpires in the background and it's a lot it's a lot um um, you know, it's, there's, there's been times where I just wanted to, you know, come home, lock myself <laughs> in the room with a bottle, <laughs> oh, yeah. not come out for two days. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I understand yeah, that. I ran, a uh, the state meet. Oh, I think it was ADFPA. That would be USPA. I ran the APF and the ADFPA that, the test it and the open uh, federations here in Minnesota in the nineties. And I remember one time I was running one of those meets. I don't, can't remember which one now, but my scale broke and you had to have Mm. certified scale. So there's me at 8 AM in the morning, banging on a doctor's office, pleading Mm. with him because I knew (laughs) they had to have their scales tested every year. Right. I said, do you have a certified scale? Can you imagine not at the counter of a, GP's oh. office asking that because yes, <laughs> how would you like to make a hundred bucks? Let me borrow it for two hours. <laughs> You're right, right. Exactly. He did. Yeah. I had to explain the whole story, but he goes, "Sure, yeah. you know." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things when things happen, and it's a lot of times it's the it's the little thing. Yes, it's that was a little, little thing, things, but right, yeah, and uh, um, but that little thing, yeah, is what you know just throws a wrench in the, in, in the whole operation. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not like you got, you know, and it's sometimes something you won't even think about. It's like, yeah. you know, you know, why would I ever consider that being a problem? But yeah. yeah. Why would I have a backup scale? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's always something. But. So, so dovetailing off of that, um, let's talk about, uh, the WPO it's resurrection down in mm-hmm. Florida and then, um, your relationship with ESPN. How did that all get going? Well, um, yeah, what, um, what had happened is, um, how it sort of transpired, um, you know, fast forwarding 10 years mm-hmm. from the last WPO. Yeah, there was there was a uh, uh, Gary Frank had held uh, WPC Worlds in Louisiana. Okay, And uh, so I was going over there to help. And um, uh, Kieran was there. uh, Tons of people there was a really good turnout. And um, I'm in the hallway at the venue. um, And Dave Hoff approaches me and stops me and um we spent about 
two hours in that hallway. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he said, look, Wayne, you know, what about the WPO? Is it, is it going to come back? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't know. I said, I've talked to Kieran. He's not really interested. Mm-hmm. Um, he's put a shitload of money into this, a shitload mm-hmm. of effort. Um, he's dropped an exorbitant uh, amount of money, you know, like over a million bucks that, you know, people don't Ouch. realize. Ouch. Yeah. Over the, over the seven years, I mean, a wow. shitload of money that he never saw a dollar come out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I said, I, I think it's just taking the wind of his sails and he's honestly not interested in reliving that. And I don't blame him. And, um, they said, no, look, you don't understand. It's like, you, you, this has to come back. <laughs> and uh, so we talked about him and a number of other lifters who were, you know, the WPO was like the dangling carrot. Mm. You know, it was, it was the event that um, all these aspiring, you know, multiply lifters were looking for because that was their, that was the goal. That's mm-hmm. where you wanted to be. There was, there was nothing, you know, higher than that. Yeah. And uh, so I said, I tell you what, I reluctantly agreed to do what I could to see if I could bring it back. Okay. And um, so like I said, I had more discussions and uh, I wanted to, you know, partner up with Kieran or, you know, something like that. That just didn't pan out. I said, okay, I'm, I'm probably going to regret this. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and I'm going to um, purchase the rights to the WPO. Ooh, okay. And yes. And uh, so I got a hold of the, where it was filed here in the state of Florida at uh, Sunbiz. And uh, so I purchased the rights to it. And I said, okay, well, <clears throat> there's a couple things I, I, I'm, yeah, I would rather have different than what we had before. Um, so what I decided to do is to start it off in 2018. Um, I want to open up to any and everybody out there mm-hmm. that was a high-end multiply lifter. It didn't matter what federation you come from. Mm-hmm. And, but I also put the message out there, look, this is for the first year only after this everything funnels through the APF, the WPC, just like it did in the past, basically, because the WPO really was for all practical purposes, um, the pro end of the WPC, basically. It was like the, the, the next level up above worlds, you know, it's for the, 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 the people at above elite status, Mm -hmm. basically. And, um, so there's some things I wanted to do differently. So, you know, so I brought everyone in to sort of get everyone on board. And um, I said, well, look, here's, here's some things we're going to change a little bit. First of all, um, as far as the belts go, in the past, you won the championship belt. You held on to that. If the next year, two years later, whatever it was, if someone beat you out of that position, you relinquish the belt to the next lifter who mm-hmm. beat you out. Yeah. Which just I like in boxing. Understand. Yeah. Just yeah. Like yeah. It's just like in boxing, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but on my end, you know, 
being from the competitive side of it, you know, and the operational side of it, I said, you know what? If I've busted my ass and I finally got to this level to earn this, I should keep it. Okay. And I made that decision. So each and every year, there's new belts. Oh, I wow. purchase okay. new belts. Each and every year, I purchase new belts. So um, you won that belt. It's yours. You keep it. Set it up on your mantle. You know, you know, wear it out to the mall. <laughs> you want to do it. Wear it out to the club. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. You know, whatever works for you. And uh, but you know you earned that belt and and you deserve to keep it. So I, I made that decision and and it's a you know it's an expense every year, but I felt it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I did is we had the uh, in the old WPO we had uh, two minute um, limits as far as approaching the the platform and beginning the lift. Mm. Well, that that made for very lengthy. Um, very lengthy you know event times even if you had a a, a, a you know a, a fairly small roster it still stretched the time out so i reduced it back to kind of fill in with the um fit in with the uh, wpc so a one minute rule mm -hmm. and uh, we don't have too much problem with that because at the pace we're running the the, the oh, yeah the, <laughs> the wpo after 2018 mm -hmm. And really, the time limit was really designed to keep the meets from running on and on and on and on. To say, hey, look, you guys kind of basically have to be on task. Where, like I said, at the pace we're running it, that's really not a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except for some isolated cases. But I did that. And um, another thing that I changed was in the old WPO, basically there was a a three layer or a three ply limit, meaning you could have a two ply squat suit, a one ply singlet. Uh, your bench shirt had to be no more than two ply. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that was it. And that didn't make sense to me. So holy, you know, we got the, the WPC world where multiplies allowed uh, multiply breeze, multiply suit, all that, all combined, and we're taking it to the next level, and we're not allowing that. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. So now, it's you know balls to the walls, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, multiply breeze, multiply suit, you know, um, you know, which, you know, because uh, we want to see the biggest numbers, you know, imaginable. Now you can go too far with the gear and it actually hinder you, but that individual lifter has to figure out where that is. Yeah. You know, what works for them. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, um, so that's another uh, things that I, that I changed uh, in the, uh, in that. Um, but moving forward, um, as I sort of, you know, you know, dove into the whole WPO thing, um, I wanted to sort of kind of tiptoe into it during this time. I was going, I was getting ready to run, um, nationals, APF nationals, okay. uh, here in Jackson, here in Jacksonville. Well, um, this Michael Fahey had contacted me and said, Hey, uh, look, Wayne, um, I'm doing some filming. Uh, I'm trying to do this documentary thing. 
and um, would it be okay if I, you know, came down and, uh, you know, did some filming and stuff like that? Would, would that be okay? I said, yeah, sure. That's no problem. You know, come do your little home movie thing. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, not knowing, you know, that it was going to turn out to be the West Side versus the World documentary. Yeah. Which, by, by chance, the opening scene of West Side versus the World is at my national meet here in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's where the that's where the 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 film the documentary begins oh wow at my event yeah oh, wow yeah that's awesome yeah yeah so um so i got into that and that's the same time i announced that i was bringing back the wpo and uh, and so the next year uh we ran it in orlando uh very lengthy event um, I that was a long day. A oh, wow. <laughs> a long day, to say the least. Um, yeah. But I brought in a lot of people that I typically would not have brought in, but I brought in some some people from the past and stuff like this. And um, um, it was a great deal of bomb out. It would have lasted even longer if, like, a third of the competition you know, didn't bomb out. <laughs> but uh, um, so... <clears throat> Um, and right in, right in this time frame, uh, just by chance, Michael Fahey had, has some relationship, has had, uh, done work for ESPN in the past. Okay. Okay. So, so he's, he's, he's done some work for them. And, uh, so he was familiar with, with a lot of the people there and had some connections, you know, with some of his, co you know, past colleagues and stuff. And it was weird how everything just sort of fell into place with the documentary, with me taking it over in one of his, um, you know, past associates um, had contacted him and said, hey, look, I kind of want to do something on the side. I'm interested in, in a strength sport. Um, but I need something like really exciting. Do you know anything out there? You know, anything that's going on, that's not complicated and that is like really kind of exciting. He says, you know what? I do. Um, they call it WPO. And he says, yeah. And so he made a pitch to about powerlifting. And oddly enough, the people at, 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 um, at ESPN said, nah, not really interested. Uh, powerlifting's too mainstream. I was like, mm. wait, wait a minute. You said, what? <laughs> too mainstream? And they said, yeah, you know, and I guess they've seen a lot of the, you know, IPF and, and oh, yeah. you know, raw stuff. And it's just, it's like tons of people. And it's like, yeah, okay. You know, there's, you know, we, we've seen people out there lifting, you know, eh, you know, yawn, yawn. And uh, he says, no, let me, let me explain the level of what is happening out there both of the men and the women. Let me throw you some numbers and some 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 body weights that are behind that. Yeah. And they said, oh, shit, that's kind of dangerous. Yes, and it is. <laughs> he says, yeah, it's like real fucking dangerous. It's like fucking bone crushing weight. Yeah. And they said, oh, okay, yeah. And um, so when the 2018 ran, 
a representative flew in to, to uh, Jacksonville and uh, I'm sorry, Orlando. And um, I met him very briefly. I didn't, you know, I just said, introduced myself and said, check it out. You know, hope you see something you like and we'll talk later. That was it. That was okay. the long and the short of the, 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 the meeting. So I figured he's going to sit back and he's going to, you know, watch this thing. And he's going to come back and say, oh, you know what? This is kind of neat. Let's do something. Or this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so at the end of it, Michael comes to me and said, hey, look, the uh, ESPN guy, he, he wants to you know, sit down and talk. And I said, okay, I've got a lot of shit going on. But, um, yeah, let's, I can't go anywhere, but let's meet outside on the patio. So we go outside, and he had taken notes a lot of notes, like okay. pages of notes. When I say notes, he had measured distances of how far the lifter went from his seated position to the platform, how many seconds it took to get him to the platform. He's timing it all. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's see, he was averaging out the time it took per lift. Yeah. Um, you know, he was looking at the platform and was questioning what could we do with the platform? What could we do with judging seating? Um, what we'd have to do with the, I mean, it just, the list went on and on and on. And um, I said, okay, well, 80%, 85% of what, you know, you're, you're wanting to do, I can accommodate the other, mm -hmm. we're going to have to figure this out, mm -hmm. you know, cause I still got to run a meet as a yeah. meet. And so, um, at the end of it, you know, he looks at me, looks at Michael and he says, okay, guys, um, so, um, can we do this? And we look back and forth at each other and said, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, and how high do you want me to jump, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Exactly. So, you know, to, you know, for him to, seeing a value in it yeah. is like okay you know i've i've made a mark here yeah and uh um one year later we're running um wpo 2019 live for five hours on the espn3 at the start of this whole thing i sort of projected out sort of where i wanted to be not even ever thinking i would even you know be on national television but you know somewhere you know close to that and i kind of projected out about five you know years or so maybe even seven but five at least five years so to be from point a to espn in one year was wow. like oh shit this is like this is almost like too much too too fast you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah 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 um and it was quite the production it, it was yeah. wonderful i've watched it many times um having coaching coached a lifter that was in it so i was behind the scenes seeing how it was running and having watched it uh it was it was pretty amazing how's your relationship with espn now i know with the pandemic that threw everything off i mean how moving forward it, it are we still going to have meets on ESPN? 
Hopefully so. Okay. Um, we still we still have a good relationship with them. Good. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, during one of our last meets, um, not the last one, I think the one in, in the Arnold, um, you know, we had uh, the um, you know West Side uh, versus the World, you know, uh, uh, film group. We had those guys out, you know, filming, and. Um, you know, not really thinking about much with ESPN because they just, they couldn't make it out. You know, there was a number of issues and um, lo and behold, they reached back out to us not too long ago and said, Hey, um, by the way, do you got any footage of that meet? Cause you know, we'd like to air it. And it's like, well, yeah, we do, but we didn't do it in the format that would really work for you. Had somebody would have said something, you know, yeah, exactly. we'd have changed it. Yeah, we'd have changed it up. Been glad to. Um, so since then, we've um, we've purchased some, you know, uh, more equipment, and so we ran the um, the this, the last event, the the Super Finals up in Chicago uh, on the uh, on the Facebook, you know, uh, feed, and uh, we were able to incorporate. Uh, many of the same, you know, um, concepts as we had in ESPN with okay. multiple camera angles, with graphics and all that, rather than just having a stationary camera, which you see everywhere else is basically filming the meet as it happens in okay. one position. You know, we're moving around, we're switching to the announcers, we're, you know, getting shots backstage, we're getting multiple angles on the platform. You're seeing, um, you know, images come up, identifying the lifters, um, the, the, the uh, judging lights are displayed. So a lot of the same elements uh, that you would see on ESPN. So now we have a product now that is acceptable, you know, for their use, which is great because now um, if we get a call or we can offer up, say, hey, look, we have this, this, all they really have to do is edit it to whatever time slot they have and they will, they will add in their own, you know, ESPN, um, you know. Graphics uh, and logo. Graphics and stuff like, exactly, exactly. And it makes it like, we've literally done the work for them. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Right. Yeah, so that's where we're at now. So we're 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 in pretty good we're in good standings right now. Oh, great, great. So kind of moving on, what and this is I ask this of every um, person I interview, stepping back outside yourself a little bit. What <laughs> would what advice would you give someone who wanted to to get into powerlifting as a lifter? or as a promoter of an event what what's the best advice wayne could give them uh don't do it jeez <laughs> 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 um, uh, um yeah as a as a lifter yeah um excuse me a second yeah as a lifter i would say you know take your time mm. just take your time don't 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 this is a long-term thing, okay. especially if you're a lifter with hopes of, of getting to the WPO, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you know, do your homework. 
basically just do your homework. Focus on uh, on on the meets that's going to get you there. Okay. You know, to qualify to get you there. I mean, if if there's some event on the side and you got some new gear and you basically just want to test out the gear, no big deal. Go do whatever you want to do. But um, that's what I do. Take your time. Um, do your homework. Uh, get into the right events to to that's going to take you to the to to that level. Um, also, check out some and follow some WPO lifters, current WPO lifters that, you know, um, have some good, consistent success. And that's not necessarily the top three. You know, mm. um, you know, those are the people who have some inside advice okay. that can that can help guide you and, uh, you know, in, 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 you know, making that journey. Okay. So what if you were going to run an event? What advice would you give? You know, I'm a little beat up. I've been, I have some success. Um, I've been a judge for a while. I've helped at weigh-ins. I've, heck, I've helped at the table. I think I could do this myself. I want to run the state meet. What advice would you give to that person? Make sure you have a really good support team. Okay. Because yeah. <clears throat> um, small, medium, big, um, you have to have a, a support team. You can't do it yourself. Because <sighs> many times, and I have an issue of having to be hands-on. Mm -hmm. I've got to, I have an issue with completely trusting each individual with being on time and doing it exactly how I would want to get done. Mm -hmm. So I sort of overextend myself and some of us has come back and said, look, Wayne, leave me the fuck alone. I got this, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you know, um, but uh, yeah, just have a really good support team, people you can count on, um, you know, make sure you have people that have specific jobs and not give them a, 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 a blanket, um, you know, of tasks that um, you know you want them to take care of because something will get missed. You know, have people appointed to each individual task. That's all they have to worry about. And chances of someone not following through is is reduced greatly. So that's the, that's probably like the biggest thing, and uh, in in really making it making it successful. Okay, excellent. So now the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and of course you don't have to divulge anything that's sensitive, but uh, let's, let's start with the, uh, the bad and the ugly. What are some of the, the worst, you just gave your, your first powerlifting <laughs> experience. That sounds like a bad one, but give me some of your, the bad, the good and ugly of your uh, powerlifting career as a lifter and as a promoter. Um. Yeah, as a lifter, um, yeah, there's the, some of the bad stuff is is um, you know just things not being ran well at, mm -hmm. at certain events. Um, actually, <laughs> there was another powerlifting event that um, uh, <laughs> was was uh, quite interesting uh, that I had some difficulty at. Um, it was at a, a USPF meet. And it was in Adel, Georgia. I don't know if you know Buddy Duke. Yeah, I know Buddy, Buddy Duke. Duke. 
198 or 220 guy. He was always at the seniors, always at the seniors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tremendous. This dude was a stud back in the day. Yes. Okay? Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, he ran, he ran meets for, I don't think he's running anymore, but he ran, you know, pretty successful meets in, in the metropolis of Adele, Georgia uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for 20 plus years. And he would have, he would have like 120 lifters in like a day, one oh, day wow. on two platforms. Yeah, it oh, was, wow. it was a lot, but uh, yeah, I go up there, my first meet up there in, in my, you know, when I'm really, really ready and I got gear and I'm, you know, I'm ready to, you know, show my shit. So I go up there and um, get ready. There's like, God. 17 19 people in my class wow in, in my yeah so <clears throat> and i'm like like no i don't know number seven or eight or whatever anyhow i go up to the bar get up underneath the squat rack and i pick it up and i was like and i squat with it and and i don't get it they help me up i was like there's something wrong i said you know i could be having a bad day but th there's something wrong so they checked the weight it was overloaded by a hundred pounds. Oh yeah. hundred pounds. So we I said, well, go back in rotation. You'll, you will, you'll do a redo the okay. next time around. Second attempt. Everyone goes through, get up to the bar, lift it out. More problems. Miss load. Oh my. Go to the end of the round. We're Did they catch attempts. it? Did they catch it? Yes, okay. yes, okay. yes, yeah. Well, well, yeah. I, so I didn't get the lift, misload. <laughs> so I put me, put me to the end of the flight. Everyone's finished with their squats. Everyone's done their three attempts. I'm sitting on a bench by my freaking self, and haven't gotten a squat in. So now they say, okay. So I squat. I get, I, I get the weight with the correct weight, no problem. They give me three minutes. I turn around, squat again. Get it. I can't even take three, my wraps off in three minutes. Three minutes, three minutes later, in nine minutes, I did all three attempts in nine freaking minutes. The fourth oh. one I didn't get because I was just freaking dead. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's part of the ugly. That's you, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the ugly part is is just – people just not being on, on, on you know, on point and, okay. and, uh, um, uh, just, you know, there's to, to have that many misloads, people need to be removed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just that, that's, that, that should, that should never happen. Um, but yeah, nothing really tragic in, in my training as okay. far as that I've had no like major, you know, injuries or stuff oh, like great. that. Yeah. I'm, beat, I'm beating the shit now, but I've never really had, you know, then like, you know, your back lock up sprain or, you know, you, 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 you tear a muscle, but you know, just everyday shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's it. Um, what about the good? There, there's a reason you're still doing it. It has to be more good than bad. Yeah. So what are some <laughs> of your best yeah. moments in powerlifting? Best moments. Um, I, I've set a couple of world records in my time. So mm -hmm. those are some high points. Um, and, you know, I have to say probably by far, um, not, not 
you know, not just so much taking over the, the WPO, but having, uh, uh, you know, having it, you know, being able to serve it up at a level to where something like ESPN would see value in it is, it's gotta be the highest point mm -hmm. as far as, you know, um, accomplishment, I would, I would have to say, um, in, in the sport. I, I just want to tell you, if someone being on the outside, um, I started lifting in 81, you, you know, as a teenager, stopped for a few years to do the family and career, started coming back, uh, multiply is the only way I can lift because it holds me together. I have so many old injuries. But um, when I came back, raw was so big and uh, multiply was kind of, and I'm going to just say it was dying a little bit. And when you brought back the WPO, and I mean, in a span of two years, um, we have a team of 15 people here, 15 to 20 in Minneapolis that tr we train together. And uh, everyone's gone multiply now. You yeah. know, that was the yeah. minority. Everyone's buying gear. Everyone wants to be on ESPN. Everyone says, wow, this, this is powerlifting. This is the way to go. And you may not get enough credit from people, but I'm telling you, Wayne, here in the Midwest, um, you and the WPO are responsible for a rebirth. Um, yeah. I can't tell you how many people are going online on Facebook, used gear and buying used equipment <laughs> and everything just yeah. to try it out. And again, I'm immersed in that world, but I also train at a gym that has a raw team, totally separate from yeah. us. It's a bunch of college kids. And yeah. they now stop because of what you've done, Wayne, and watch us lift now and ask us right. questions. And unfortunately, we're uh, cherry picking a few of those lifters out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, it's, and, it's, and it's funny because um, the, with the WPO coming back, there has definitely been a spike in, in uh, multiply. And I see that across the board, I get this feedback from multiple uh, meat directors. Yeah. We have meat directors that have joined the APF um, who has never been with the APF before. And the sole reason for them doing that is have, you know, the people in their community, a path to hopefully get to the WPO. Yes. And, uh, and uh, you know, so, um, you know, that's, that's, that's fulfilling to, to know that it's had that kind of effect. Yes. And, um, and I, I know the gear companies have got to be, you know, <laughs> seeing this, they've got to be seeing this. Yeah. I, I've talked to a few and yes, they're, they're, even though it's a pandemic, they're going to have a good, um, you know, a good, a good year this year and next year to even be better because their sales are all, up. all their sales are up. And uh, I was talking to, oh, he's a state director of uh, a federation that, you know, I won't badmouth, but, you know, it's mainly a raw federation. And we were talking about it. And I said, well, you know, how many world championships are there? There's so many federations, right? right. How many, you know, state championships are there? How many national championships? There's only one WPO. Right. And I think what you've done is – 
you know, like in boxing, how many federations are there? You know, you got to get, you got to get four belts to be considered the, the real welterweight, you know, title right. holder, right? You got to get, right. you got to do all four divisions. Well, if you're the WPO winner or you, you, you know, you place in the top 10 or top five of the WPO, you are something period. And that's a whole different way of looking at things. You know, it's right. like, this is the top meet of all the federations that exist. So I, I got to hand it to you. you. You've done a great job and just not even a handful of years yet. So <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate that. It, uh, it means a lot. Um, yeah. It's, it, it, here's the thing is <clears throat> I've, it, you know, easing into this, there were a number of lifters that, or um, in every federation has got, you know, some good quality lifters. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to, you know, and everyone's claiming, you know, I'm the greatest there was, I'm the champion yeah. and they are in their little, you know, uh, area or their little federation or organization or whatever. And you got multiple. Yeah. So <clears throat> I wanted to present a platform that calls everyone out and yep. says, okay, okay, guys, there's no more place to hide. No. Stop fucking hiding. You want to be, you want to be the best. You want to make that claim. Well, here's a place to do it. Because if you do it here, there's nothing else can be said. Yeah. That's uh, wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, you know, after the first WPO, I eliminated the, the weight classes and we went to, you know, all formula. And the reason in doing that is because in all honesty and being a, a, a light, a lightweight guy, you can be the champion, you know, 165 or 181 or whatever. In all honesty, it doesn't hold the weight of the heavyweight guy. Same thing in boxing. Yeah. You know, you know, you ask anyone out there, who's the, who's the bantamweight <laughs> champion of the world? They can't no name him. Knows. Yeah. Yeah. Who? You know, yeah. Do they have, Oh, I didn't know they had a bantamweight, <laughs> you know? So it's all the heavyweights. So I said, you know what? <clears throat> Let's pit everyone against everyone. Yeah. So now everyone, you know, you've got to have your eye on, you got to be looking over your shoulder because even a lightweight person can come in and with the, with the formula, he could take it from you. Yep. You know, they have the ability to, to do that. So now everyone's a challenger oh, exactly. and it could take a lighter weight person and put them up on that podium and say, Hey, no, I'm the shit today. So, you know, you know the, the lights on me today. So I wanted to give everyone that opportunity to be in that spotlight. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, we, we took a lifter um, to the semis, to the Arnold, James Vang, and he's a, a junior lifter. He was a big junior uh, uh, world champion in IPF. Um, mm -hmm. Totally competes single ply or raw. We put him in multiply. I kid you not, Wayne for seven weeks and this 148 guy, and I think he weighed in a little heavy because he drove there. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got into the, I think it was top seven or top eight there. They, he, he did an 800 pound squat 
you know? Oh, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, He's and amazing. everyone's like, who's this in... guy? And I go, it's one of those ones we picked. Say, watch what we'll right. do today. Yeah, right, right, yeah, People right. got mad at Fred for that. But <laughs> I'm like, you know, it, <laughs> hey. you don't know what, you're absolutely right. You know, if you were, like he said, I want to see how I do against these guys. He really, you know, he wasn't really interested in doing the WPA all the way, but he goes like, you know what, you're right. I want to lift on the same platform as Hoff. And he did. Right. The greatest right. thing is I love the picture afterwards. He had Dave Hoff and James Vang at a buck 40 sitting next to yeah. each other. You know, it, it, <laughs> right. it's pretty, that, that is a wonderful statement that you've put together an event that if people really want to pit themselves in there, you know, throw on a suit, throw on a belt and get into the meat. Right. Right. And James Vang, I hope, I hope he, you know, continues to join us. This guy has, great potential oh this yeah guy, I, I was very impressed with him very yeah. impressed with him. he so. just he just competed last week um usa apl again and destroyed something in georgia so he's down in your neck of the woods now he just i guess minnesota was too cold for him he's down there in georgia yeah. now so he's closer yeah. to you now and uh i still talk to him once in a while but it, it's just amazing you know the platform but that was his attitude was that I want to see what I can do against the mm -hmm. best of the best, you mm -hmm. know? And, you know, you have the gear, all the gear does the lifting and all that. My favorite, my favorite raw guy trying on gear moment was when James thought he was going to squat heavy and bench heavy in 90 minutes. And uh, the first time we put 800 pound on his back, um, sorry, James, I'll share this. And he won't mind sharing it. He was vomiting into a trash can and wow. put, put his back against the cold wall of the gym and said, shook his head for half an hour. This geared stuff's no joke. This geared stuff's no joke. <laughs> you know, because yeah. when you go from a 650 squat to an 800, your body still has to lift it. Sorry, people. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, your yeah, your body goes it's it's a shock because yeah. your body your body's not acclimated to that that kind of pressure. Yeah. And between the pressure of the weight and the pressure that the suit itself puts on you, it's a whole different world. When you're going down <laughs> and you feel you know, you feel blood vessels popping in your face, you know, it's 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 a it's a whole different world. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and it's psychologically different, too, because every moment you put that extra heavier weight, your brain's saying, stop, stop, stop. Right. right. Yeah. Well, common sense is tapping on the shoulder and say, you're going to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this, this has um, been great, Wayne. Thank you for taking time out on your Sunday for this. So I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for the history of the WPO and everything you're doing for them. Um, and I want to wish you and your family Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. And the same to you guys. Hope you guys have a great Christmas, a safe new year. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we're back on board full force after the beginning of the year. And uh, we can start packing some rooms again. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Excellent.